Kathy Krueger. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. And today our very special guest is Rotarian Lauren Rooney. We're going to be talking about her adventures on Mount Everest. Well, Lauren Rooney, welcome to Radio Rotary. Well, thank you for having me. So, what brought you to Mount Everest? Well, I'll start uh, five years ago. I had a life-changing trip to India and Nepal. Uh-huh. Um, I was kind of in a stuck. I was working a lot. I had a teenager. Life was crazy. And one of my clients said, I'm going to India. And I said, I want to come. So I went and our trip ended in Kathmandu, Nepal. And that day I met some people who said, oh, we just came back from Everest Base Camp. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And then we had the option to fly over Everest. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to come back and see Everest with my own eyes. Uh-huh. So I made a pledge to do that. So five years later, I turned 50. My son was going to college. And I thought, this is the time this to do it. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> so I made arrangements to go um, and do the trip which was you know, a lot of preparation. You'd have to do a lot of training and equipment and all sorts of things. How does one go about finding out how to climb Everest? Well, I travel with a company called G Adventures. They're great. Um, so I read lots of blogs and I had an, a client also, two clients actually, who were going with me. And, you know, you read a lot about it and how to kind of train for it. And basically it was just walking with my backpack with 10 pounds in it. And I try to do, you know, four to five miles every day. As a practice, you mean? As yeah. Here, here yeah. In yeah. All yeah. Right. And uh, do some hiking. Uh, some people do a little more intensive training, but because I'm so busy, it was a little more difficult. We well, you know what you bring back memories because uh, when I was a scout leader, we went to the Philmont Scout Ranch with our Boy Scout troops, mm-hmm. which is high in the uh, in the mountains uh, in in southeast uh, southwest, I should say, United States. And I used to train every lunch hour with a backpack full of heavy law books. Ah, <laughs> law books, yes. And uh, it helped. It really helped. Yeah. So how high up did you get on, uh, uh, how high up is the, is well, the base Well, when, f- when you fly into Lukla, which is the where you fly into mm-hmm. the Himalayas, that's 9,000 feet. And then Everest Base Camp is 17,800. Well, that, that itself so it's a big, is it's pretty a, high up. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. what's the air like? Is it? Can you tell the difference? Is it thinner um, yeah. up there for oh, you? You can tell. Right. Yeah. right. You start to, the higher you get, you start to get a little short. Well, you, I was a lot of short of breath going up the hills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I'm 50. But Compared you, to me, you're younger. You notice yeah. it, <laughs> the shortness of breath, very tired. Right. And then when you're at uh, Everest Base Camp, uh, you get a headache. Just a constant headache. Yeah. That's the altitude. Dry. Right. Yeah. It's just altitude. Yeah. It's kind of sickness or yeah. whatever. And yeah. your brain kind of just focuses on putting one foot in front of the other. So uh, describe Everest Base Camp. Uh, you know, people think Base Camp, oh, it sounds like a resort. It's got nice buildings. No. Uh, no. Uh, you know, a jacuzzi. No. No. You're dreaming. <laughs> swim, swimming pool. What's it like? So Everest Base Camp is on the Kumba Icefall. So it's a glacier. Mm-hmm. So... very rocky and we were there in October so it's off season for climbing so there were three teams there who were climbing Everest usually the seasons March April May so I guess it's chaos there I guess there's tents everywhere during Mm -hmm. that time of year so there were only three tents it was very empty but rocky and cold and you know you can just see the top of Everest you never see Everest yeah it's funny you see all of these peaks and these amazing and you think is that Everest 
It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's just a little tiny triangle, so you can see it. Uh-huh. Um, but you get an idea of now there's another 10,000 feet of climbing to get to the top of Everest, which I don't think I'd ever want now, to do. When, uh, when, yeah. when you say say tents, is it like a big circus tent or is no, it like little pup little, tents? Little round yellow tents. I don't know why they're yellow. Like an igloo type tent yep. that just like you yep. see on television yep. when they do the movies. Yep. Okay. Or like, like our movies. rotary shelter box tent. Yes, that's true too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you you went into training, all right, yes. to just make it up to seventeen thousand feet to uh, the uh, base camp. I wouldn't say just seventeen thousand. Well, because uh, my follow up question is, right. were you tempted to go all the way to the top of Everest? No. How, how high is that? That's twenty seven. Oh my gosh! So that's 27, another thousand. Twenty seven. Yeah. So another yeah. ten thousand feet, and that's just ice and snow and cold. You know, base camp is rocky, and there's ice underneath, but. It's nothing like mm-hmm. I, I would not want to be. And it takes a long time when you go to Everest. It's, I think it's three months you have to, you know. Wow. Three months to get to the top. No, yeah, with accla- you know, acclim- acclimatizing to the altitude. Right. You know, they go to base camp one, base camp two, base camp three. And then I think it runs between fifty and $80,000. No wow. kidding. Yeah, it's no, I know they have native guides, Sherpers. Yep. Yep. Uh, did you have that just to get, we to, get to the we base had, camp? We had um, three Sherpas that were with us, and then we had six Sherpas. We were allowed one bag that was to weigh 20 pounds. It was a black duffel bag. And yeah. they picked them up in the morning. They put three or four on their back, and they would head right to the next they, tea house. They carry three or four? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. yes. And what was the weather like? I mean, it was a hot, cold? Uh, when we got there, um, the first couple of days, it was probably... 60s during the day. Oh, really? And then the higher you got, the colder it got. Right. So probably when we were at base camp, it was probably th- 35, 40 during the day, and then it drops quickly at night. Now, how long did you train to do this? Probably about six months. And was it when you actually did it, was it tougher or easier than when It was when the hardest thing I've ever, I've ever done, done, done. Is that oh, right? Yeah, it? see, because when I did yeah. the Philmont Scout Ranch, um, it, it, the training was actually tougher than the actual uh, experience. Oh. So it was actually, it was the hardest thing you ever did. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. It was hard physically because you're just going uphill, downhill, uphill, downhill. Mm -hmm. And then when you add in the altitude Mm -hmm. and then when you add in um, your accommodations, you stay in tea houses. Right. It's very rustic. Um, You know, you sleep on a small twin platform with a foam on it. You know, all your clothes are stuck in the sleeping bag. You share a bathroom with everybody. Like so it wasn't port- like you took a nice hot shower right. and got into <laughs> right. a nice bed yeah. and started the next day. Did there ever come a time when you were laying there on that mat, all right, in the cold, thinking, I could have gone to Club Med? No, because I really like adventures like this. I've you taken do. many of crazy adventures. But I would wake up in the morning and think, I'm not sure I can do another day. You know, I I went to Montana in July, which was still felt like winter. And we did, my my father-in-law had died and he wanted us to spread his ashes where he went elk hunting. It was a 17 mile horseback ride in and then 17 miles back. And I can't tell you how exhausted and cold at night, the same thing, but at least I was on a horse. I wasn't walking and carrying all that I, I'm I'm amazed. That's that's fascinating. And you, it was all walking. Yeah. There was no like bus coming by, pick you up and no. take you no. bus to it. No, no. You could. Well, there is an option that you can take a helicopter, but we didn't. Okay. <laughs> well, we're gonna find out more about uh, Rotarian Lauren Rooney's uh, adventures on 
Mount Everest in just a moment. But Kathy, who keeps us walking by sponsoring Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, Walking and Climbing is sponsored by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, Absolute Auction and Realty, Third Eye Associates, and by the Rotary Clubs of Brewster, Carmel, Clarkstown Sunrise, East Fishkill, Fishkill Goshen, Highland Hyde Park, Kinderhook Tri-Village, Kingston Liberty, Millbrook Nanuet, Greater Newburgh, and New City, New York. And we're back with our great guest, New Paltz Rotarian Lauren Rooney, talking about her adventures on Mount Everest and also talking about her New Paltz Rotary Club right after these important messages, so stay tuned. Hi, this is Beth Jones of Third Eye Associates Limited, providing life planning, financial transition planning, and wealth management strategies to help you integrate your life and your money. We are a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in New York City, Washington, D.C., and Red Hook, New York. Contact us to see how you can put Third Eye to work for you. ThirdEyeAssociates.com or call us at 845-752-2216. This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of Mental Health America of Dutchess County and the Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Centers, the Mark Agency. Are you a veteran or a family member of a veteran? Is life a struggle at times? Do you feel lost or alone? Let our MHA veterans help you. Contact Adam Roach at 473-2500. He and his team will do anything they can to assist you. MHA of Duchess, the leader in helping our heroes and their families. Hi, this is Tony Marmo from Norman Staffing, and we've been bringing together employers and job seekers since 1980. If you're an employer and have job vacancies, let Norman Staffing help fill them with permanent or temporary workers. We screen, interview, and recommend the best candidates for your company. We make the employment process easier and faster for you. Please call Norman Staffing for your employment needs at 338-9111, 338-9111, or normanstaffing.com. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Treeboss, and my regular co-host, Sarah O'Connell's out climbing mountains, maybe, but she's not here. Instead, we have our producer, the boss lady, Kathy Kruger. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Jonah. And speaking of mountains, our great guest, New Paltz Rotarian, Lauren Rooney, has been talking to us about uh, her adventures on Mount Everest. Lauren, welcome back to the segment. Thank you. For those who may have joined us late, tell us, how did you get to Mount Everest, and tell us why you went to Mount Everest. It was a goal. It was a bucket list. Okay. Bu- definitely a bucket list. Um, so, yeah, that, that's how I got there. Okay. And, um, well, how long is the flight uh, out to Nepal? Oh, it's long. <laughs> <laughs> You're exhausted yeah. before you yeah, start. Yeah, we had to fly 14 yeah. hours to Dubai yes. and then yes. four hours to uh, Kathmandu. Well, I was like Kathy when uh, we went and uh, took our radio rotary microphones to Sydney, Australia to cover mm-hmm. the rotary convention. It was five hours to Los Angeles and then 15 hours yeah. to Sydney. That's a long time in an airplane. Did you get to rest at all before you started or did you just jump right in and start climbing? Uh, we had one day in Kathmandu. Uh, to kind of get all our supplies, meet the other people in our group, meet our guide. Um, And then we were off. And then you were off. Okay. So you you get your guide. You meet your guide. Tell us uh, what the first few days was like. Well, the most exciting thing was flying into Lukla. It's the most dangerous airport in the world. Why is that? Because it is... um, uh, the approach is on a cliff, and then the runway ends on a mountainside, <laughs> and it's the shortest runway and the most narrow runway. Oh my gosh! So I'm not, not a, it's not dangerous because they crash a lot. It's dangerous because of 
the weather, the, the weather. approach. And did you come in by jet or prop plane? It's a little tiny prop plane, 15 <laughs> people on it. Oh I love to fly, so it was super exciting. They, it was fantastic. Did they give you parachutes? I mean, no, but there <laughs> were people on the plane. I, who were I, I'm nervous, nervous just sitting here in a nice listening. warm radio studio yeah. when you tell us about that. So that was incredibly exciting to start the trip. Did that you way. know all this before you decided? I did. You did. I did. Okay. And, and I, I was looking forward to the to flight. Yes, oh, you that, were. that was incredibly. Okay. You can see the Himalayas, you know, the snow-capped mountains, and coming in, and yeah, that's a pretty exciting that's, flight. So you know, that's though, worth it. Yeah. We have the Catskill Mountains, uh, <laughs> Nayaris. In fact, we once had a. Uh, uh, an exchange student from Austria in mm-hmm. our Rotary Club, and he said, "What's that over there?" I was driving him someplace. He says, "That's the Catskill Mountains," and he said, "Those aren't mountains; those, those are, are hills. Those are yeah. tiny little, yeah, <laughs> they are tiny uh, hills." Uh, compared to the Catskills, how was how was the Himalayas? Um, it doesn't even compare. Right. Uh, oh, well, <laughs> it doesn't even compare. No kidding. Well, All right, that's amazing. So you meet the guy, you fly in on this yep. uh, prop plane, and uh, what were the first few days like? Um, they were okay. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the first day I thought, all right, this is, this is going to be okay. And then the second day we go to Namchi Bazaar, which is a little bit higher. So that was a really tough day. And I thought, I'm not sure I can do this, but yeah. I did. You know, you Good just had you. to keep stopping when you lose your breath and yeah. kind of get your own pace. And I met two other women who were the same as me and uh, off we went. You know, how, every, how many people different. were in, in your group? There were fifteen. 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 Yeah. Right. Okay. And uh, experienced mountain climbers, or uh, there were like some yourself? super hardcore hikers uh, with you know all the perfect gear, and they were there to hike. Do they tell you what to bring your own gear? They do. And, okay, so you they do. The, so you then, had to bring. Okay. I bought hiking poles when I got there, okay. which was funny because I'm not a huge hiker, so mm-hmm. I bought used poles. Yeah. And one was red and one was blue. Okay. Yeah. Which really upset the um, expert hikers because oh. they're like, "Why'd you buy a red one and a blue one? <laughs> I said, Why not? They're the Why same thing. Well, <laughs> they weren't the perfect, yeah. you know, the yeah. perfect equipment. So All right. it was interesting to see the two different groups. We were there to enjoy it, see the scenery, embrace what was happening, bond, you know, friendships. We'd stop and look at things, and then the other group was there to climb, get from one place to another. Yeah. And and it was very important to them the speed of how they did it, how fast they got there. But oh nobody asked me when I got back how fast I did it. Is that right? <laughs> now, yeah. as you're hiking along, are there little villages and, and pockets of civilization, or is it all wilderness? Uh, no, there's little villages, and oh, you'd okay. stop. We'd usually stop at, we'd leave at seven in the morning, and we'd stop at 10 for a cup of tea somewhere. Oh, um, and then you'd usually stop someplace for lunch. I mean, very small, rustic mm-hmm. villages. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'd get to your next tea house. So cute. Yeah. So, Rotarian yes. Lauren Rooney. Yes. Tell us why you okay. did this. I mean, besides this was on your bucket list, yes. but rotary wise. So, um, New Paltz has a backpack program for mm-hmm. kids. So, we pack backpacks every Thursday. 44 kids, I believe, are in the program um, with food from the food bank. And they get sent to the school and sent home with the kids for the weekend. So I was, I'm relatively new to Rotary. So I went and um, packed backpacks one time. And I thought, wow, this is pretty incredible. And then the second time, the person that was supposed to help me couldn't do it. So my, I said to my son, who is 18 and a senior in high school, I said, you have to come with me today. I have to pack backpacks. And he said, I don't understand. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I said, just come with me, please. I need your help. And he goes to New Paltz, so he's in the school district. Okay. And he kept saying, I don't understand. Why? What are we doing? Oh. 
what are you doing? And I said, we're, we're packing backpacks for kids with food. Uh, just do it. And he kept saying, I don't get this. He mm. didn't. Yeah. And it clicked in my head that, oh, my gosh, I live in a town that kids need this. Mm-hmm. He is totally unaware of this. So it really kind of stuck in my head. And I thought, wow. And you can put milk cards or egg cards from Stewart's in. And I believe they get it every other week. All right. So he kept saying, well, why don't we just put both in? And I said, you can't. So I came to find out that if we had extra money, we could do a milk card every week. Hmm. So I thought maybe... I can do something. So backpacking for backpacks is how it Makes came sense. about. Makes sense, yeah. So I presented this. Again, it was kind of late in the game, um, and I presented it to the club, and they said, absolutely. So I got blue and yellow ribbons, and I had people write either a message or a name, and then I attached them to my backpack for the entire trek. Oh. So it was pretty neat to when I got overwhelmed to stop and look at those ribbons on the back of my backpack you know some of them said good luck some of them said I love you some of them said keep going some had people's names and then at base camp I attached them to prayer flags um, and left them there which, How lovely. Which that, was really emotional because I, I got attached to their <laughs> You got rid yeah. Yeah. Now, you had to you, give them away. Yeah. Oh, no. Now Lauren Rooney you mentioned that you have an 18 year old son uh, any other kids in the house? No. Okay. No. Did he say Ma what are you kidding me? Or was he all enthusiastic about your adventure? Uh, he's very used to it because I have dragged him to some crazy places. Oh, is that right? Yes. Such as? Uh, we've been to Egypt. We've been to Zimbabwe, Zambia, and Namibia. What a Botswana. wonderful You are quite the world traveler. Yeah, but we went to uh, Colombia and did a trek to the Lost City. So he's very used to it. I wish he had come with me, but it was yeah. his first semester at college, so yeah. he couldn't come. Yeah. So, very and uh, you're a member of the New Paltz Rotary Club. I am. And How much where, you where got... and when do you meet? Yeah. Oh, we meet on Thursdays at Garvin's, which is the most fabulous restaurant in the world. Right there on the golf course. Yes, so lovely. And what day? Thursdays. Thursdays. What time? Yeah. 12 o'clock. Okay, so if you're in the New Paltz area, stop by Garvin's uh, Thursday at noon and say Lauren sent you. But if you're not in the New Paltz area, go to rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org. Click on the club locator button, type in your hometown, and join us for the fun, the food, the fellowship, and meet great people like uh, New Paltz Rotarian Laura Rooney. Lauren, so, how, how much money did you make? Uh, I think we've raised $1,500. Oh, that's wonderful. That's oh. magnificent, really. Yeah. And what got you to join Rotary? Um, well, I'm also involved with New Paltz Rescue Squad. Oh, there you go. Okay. So uh, the chief of New Paltz Police took me one time as a guest. And, and we'll find out more. Okay. We'll find out more about why Lauren joined Rotary and more about her adventures at Mount Everest right after these important messages. So stay tuned. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With 14 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess, Orange, and Ulster counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, which includes our Riverside Division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, New Paltz, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your local bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. 
Hi, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. Today, our clientele spans the globe, but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website, aarauctions.com, is packed with tips and examples designed to make your buying and selling experiences the best they can be. So enjoy your visit to aarauctions.com, tell your friends about us, and please come back often. That's aarauctions.com. At Patterson Auto Body, they know that a new car has more than 15 onboard computers operating everything from the engine to the radio. So technicians not only need to know about automotive repair, but electronics, physics, and chemistry too. The specialized education needed to become an automotive service technician today is equivalent to several master's degrees. Patterson Auto Body is very proud of their automotive technicians. Experience is a wonderful thing. Call 845-878-3456 for a service appointment today. That's 845-878-3456. Welcome back to this segment of Radio Rotary. My name is Jonah Tree Blossom. My regular co-host, Sarah O'Connell Clater, is away, but we have Kathy Kruger on the mic, our producer. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Jonah. And we have a terrific guest, New Pulse Rotarian, Lauren Rooney, who's been telling us about her adventures at Mount Everest. So, Lauren. Yes. Uh, what is it that you do during the day when you're not at Mount Everest? <laughs> <laughs> and you're not in Egypt. And I, you're not gallivanting yeah. around the world. Yeah. Um, I own Jenkinstown Day Spa. Which is what? Uh, it's a spa that offers massage, facials, um, all different treatments. So I'm a massage therapist. So. Were, you, were you tempted when you get to Mount Everest saying, hey, this would be a good place to have like a second location? Well, we all <laughs> joked because I probably could have paid for my trip and everybody else's trip if right. I had had the energy to give massages. Because I was, oh, everybody right? was so sore, sore. and so oh. tired, but I was a little tired. Now, when you when you when you're walking up to the mm-hmm. base camp, remind us how long did it take to get to the base camp from where the plane dropped you so off? So it's eight days, eight days, eight days to base camp uh, because you have to stop twice to kind of get your body to the altitude, and you do a little right. hike and then yeah, come you have back to down. Acclimate, and, uh, yeah, hike and back down, and then it was four days on the way out. Right. Now, sometimes, you know, you see wow. these mountain climbing specials on National Geographic, and they've got oxygen masks mm-hmm. on. Did you use supplemental oxygen? No. You only need that um, when, when you're going up Everest. And but no beta-methasone, huh? <laughs> you didn't need any shots. All right. What, okay. what is that now? That's for your lungs, beta-methasone. We took um, yeah. Dimox, which is okay. altitude sickness pills. Okay. Um, and everybody took them except for two people in the group, and they seem to be okay. It just depends. You don't know how it's going to affect you. Yeah. You yeah. can just be... The, an amazing the, shape. This is the first time you ever did something like this? I mean, uh, you said you've done a lot of traveling, but... Um, to that altitude, yeah. Right. All right. The climbing And were there, were there other newbies uh, in the group? Any of the first timers? Um, I mean, everybody there was their first time at that altitude. Oh, Because okay. oh, okay. it's hard to get... There aren't many places in the world that you can hit that no. height. So. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, did, I, did anybody think during the course of the trip to the base camp, you know what? I'm out of here. See ya. Well, it's funny. I, um, every day, you know, because you have nothing to do. So every day I'd come up with a, um, a thought of the day or what do you think of this? So the one question of the day was when you get back to the end of the trip, you're allowed to buy supplies. You can't shower because you couldn't shower the whole trip and you have to turn around and do it again. 
how much would it take to do it again? Mm -hmm. And it was interesting. One guy said, I'd do it immediately. Another one said, oh, I'd, uh, maybe $1,500. And then there was the answers of, hell no, never. Oh, <laughs> There's yeah. not enough money in the world. So it was interesting to see how pe different people, but... But you, what where, are you? Where, where were you, where on, the are you on the spectrum? Then I was thinking... I would probably do it again. You would. And now the longer that it goes and I forget the pain, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I would do that again. Sure. It's like my Kinda wife. Like childbirth. It's like, it's like my wife said on childbirth. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And that was another question because I said, is this harder than childbirth to the people who had had babies? Is that right? And we went back and forth on that one yeah. because it was pretty, it was pretty close. <laughs> Our guest on Radio Rotary is New Paul's Rotarian, uh, Lauren Rooney, and she's talking about her adventures at Mount Everest in Nepal. Now, let's talk a little bit about the uh, New Paltz Rotary Club. Yes. Uh, what kind of things do you folks do to help the community? Well, your backpack program. Start backpack. with that. How yeah. long have you been doing that? Um, well, I think we've been doing that for, I don't know, four years, okay. I want to say. Yeah. So, which, which is wonderful because it it's, it's terrifying how many kids are on some kind of a supplemental food program during the week. And then, you th like you said, what do they do on the weekends? So New Paltz yeah. is working to look not just to give the kids backpacks with food in it, but do they have a can opener to open that can? Yeah. There you go. Do yep. they have a microwave to cook, cook the food? The stuff? Right. So um, we're really starting to look at, do they have the supplies to then use that mm -hmm. stuff in you the know, backpack? In the Red Hook Rotor, we have what we call the backpack snack attack. And you have to be a professional radio person to say backpack snack, snack attack. attack. Yeah. And uh, the reason... Uh, New Paltz and Rotary uh, and, and, and Red Hook uh, Rotary Clubs do in the backpack scenario is that this way the young people who have to bring the supplemental food home aren't stigmatized or made fun of mm -hmm. by saying, oh, look, he's got that mm -hmm. uh, you know bag with the Rotary symbol on it. He's obviously too poor to have food. As far as the fellow students are concerned, it could just easily be... Books. Books. Right? right. Homework. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, you know, these kids do get hot meals at school, but on the weekend they were hungry. And they're there's nothing worse in America than a hungry child. And there shouldn't be. No, there, no. Shouldn't, there shouldn't be. be. What else does the New Pulse Rotary Club do? Whatever fantastic stuff. Um, we do a golf tournament to mm -hmm. raise money for scholarships. We do scholarships for... Um, well, children, but students to go to Ulster Community College. We ah. sponsor a student. We also have an exchange student now who's the most fabulous girl I've ever met. Where's she from? from? Uh, She's from Nigeria, and she is just a doll. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> what does she think her? about the weather here now? I don't. I haven't seen her since it's oh, been cold. But okay. <laughs> she's just active and so she's, she's probably fabulous. seen she's probably seen her first snow. Probably, yeah, probably. I, I consider the youth exchange uh, the the crown jewel of Rotary. We've we've had a youth exchange student every year for the past 35 yes, years or more. And every one of them is a, a terrific person. When we uh, took our radio rotary microphones to uh, Berlin and Hamburg for the uh, rotary convention, we uh, met up with uh, our exchange student from 10 years ago, oh. who's now a married lady. Uh, her husband was with her. And it's just, they're just we've been invited to weddings overseas and stuff. It's a terrific program. And as I said before, if you're interested in joining the fun, the food, the fellowship of Rotary, go to rotary.org. That's R-O-T-R-Y.com. Uh, org. Click on the club locator button, type mm -hmm. in your hometown, find out where your local uh, Rotary Club meets, and join us and meet great people like Rotarian Lauren Rooney. So, what's your next adventure? I mean, you've done Egypt. Where else have you been? Oh, my gosh. Everywhere. <laughs> you yeah. been, Morocco. Morocco. Uh, Jordan. What's Jordan. next? Are you, are you going to, like, 
hook a ride on on uh, the te- Tesla's new space shuttle or Virgin Atlantic's new space shuttle? No. Yeah, and you said you take your son with you. A lot. I have taken my That's son, what, which he, is really uh, an incredible, what a incredible experience. Thing. Yeah. And he's a great travel companion. That's you could be, wonderful. Yeah. You could be the first Rotarian in space, space, yeah. space, space, space. <laughs> She would probably do it too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> what was the toughest part of your trip to the, to to Everest? And did you ever have any second thoughts? Did you ever say, "I'm out of here. I'm going back home"? No, 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 no because it was on the list to do. So it had to be. It okay. Had to be and done. and you know you it were doing it for a good cause. You were doing it for kids. So I think that probably just motivated you more than anything. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I'm in awe. I, 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 <laughs> so if 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 any adventurous folks at home are interested in in doing uh, this uh, trip yes. to Everest, uh, what's their very first step? We have about thirty seconds left. Um, well, I, you find a company. You need to find a company to okay. travel with. You, there were people there who did it on their own, but you really need somebody to navigate how to get there, the flights. The, so they can Google stay. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah All there's right. Lots and of uh, in the 15 seconds we have left, tell us why it's great to be, be Rotarian. Rotarian. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is the greatest club I've ever been in. I've been in lots of different organizations, and this one, the people are so welcoming. So many different backgrounds, all there for a common cause. And the first time I was there, I thought wow, this is really amazing. Every single person here is so kind and so nice. Lauren Rooney, thank you so thank much for joining you. us today on Radio Rotary. And you are very kind and so nice okay. and generous. And who's nice and generous by sponsoring Radio Rotary this week, Kathy? Well, we are sponsored by Mental Health America of Dutchess County, Mark Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Center, Norman Staffing, Patterson Autobody, and the Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, Patterson, Pearl River, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Ulster County, Suffern, Wallkill East, Wappinger Falls, and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, our producer, Kathy Kruger, and the Wizard of the Buttons, our great engineer, Mr. Jay Verzi, this is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of Mental Health America and the Mark Agency. MHA is merging with the Mark Agency, so whether you struggle with addiction or your mental wellness, we can be your first stop. MHA and Mark, where anyone can get access to the full spectrum of mental health and addiction services without having to jump through unnecessary hoops. MHA of Duchess and the Mark Agency. Contact us at 473-2500 or check us out on the web at mhaduchess.org. You are not alone.